everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from the dreary doldrums that is winter in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, oh, these churches and like their special status they get from governments. Um, We're going to be talking about what maybe I should uh, disqualify them of that. Yeah, we're 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 going to to riff on uh, ways in which they if, if they're not doing things right, uh, reasons that we should not give them our money <laughs> beyond being you know just bullshit that probably doesn't help anybody. Yeah, indeed. Um, but first, Dan. Some stuff happened this week. Things we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Mike Johnson, our illustrious Speaker of the House. Isn't he just? Oh, my God. He's just, <laughs> he's he's the best. He's, he's, he's the gleaming beacon on the hill that we've all been wanting. <laughs> well, he certainly probably thinks so. Um, he was asked by a reporter this week. A fun little question, Dan. A reporter asks... Do you believe that Joe Biden's presidency is God's will? Yeah. This was asked during a, uh, a proper news conference. So he was on the spot. He wasn't just like walking down the street and somebody's yelling it at him. Right. Right. Um, this was during a news conference and he sort of, he sort of laughs and, um, and he goes, Oh, I know where you're going with this. Um, okay. So I said in my speech before I took the gavel that look, I'm a, I'm a Bible believing Christian, right? Bible-believing Christians believe what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that God is one of the one that raises up people in in authority. I believe God is sovereign, right? And he kind of says some other things. And he says, so if you believe all those things, then you believe that God is the one that allows people to be raised in authority. It must have been God's will then, right? Right. Um, so that he is what follows from your own logic. <laughs> you freak. And this statement, uh, he kind of continues and we'll continue with, with where he goes. But this little admission, right, that Joe Biden being president must have been God's will. Yeah. Really got some people's attention. <laughs> um, it, uh, it, it completely p- pissed off. The right wing nut jobs, yeah. including one Mr. Steve Bannon, who lost his shit on his show about the whole thing. Why? Um, it's just the logical conclusion of the thing y'all have been saying the whole fucking time. I know. And at least <laughs> if nothing else, Mike Johnson was he was put on the spot. So and so he had to. He had to. to, to he couldn't say no. Right. right. Because he knew the gotcha that that would turn into. Right. I mean, it is a gotcha question, right? Which is, but it's also a question that is completely appropriate to pose. It's not gotcha. It's just, it's just, Hey, you have skipped a step in your logic. <laughs> Please compl- let's close the loop. Now you said it. Does it apply evenly across everything? Because it has to, because that's how, you know, infallible gods must work sure right that that's that's what you would think right and so he he at least went along with it and said sure yeah but then he continues 
Uh, he goes, that's my belief, right? But I think that a nation makes a decision collectively because we're given the free will to do that. And I think we're going to make a much better choice as a country coming up this election cycle. So wait, is it God's will or is it the people's will? Right. Mr. Johnson, right? Like, like I'm not, that, that second line doesn't work with the, with the first one. Which is what they always do and what they count on. Yeah. Like they count on the idea that they don't actually have to do logic. <laughs> they can just say platitudes that directly conflict with each other and then move on. Wait, is this cognitive dissonance? Is this what we're... <laughs> He's holding two opposing thoughts in his head at the same time here. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. this is... Um, I thought you were asking if our show was the podcast Cognitive Dissonance. And I'm I was cl- like, no. <laughs> I'm confused, Dan. What show <laughs> am I on right now? That's a different show, Frank. <laughs> we love those guys, but they yeah. are not us. Right. No. Um no, like this, this, he's got some serious, um, yeah. like if he actually genuine, if he's, if he believes what he's saying, right, then yeah. he's got some serious nonsense going on up in his head. That's probably kind of hard to keep track of at times. I think um, your first, your first if is a big if, if he <laughs> believes what he's saying, come on. So he doesn't that- believe the first part. I don't, I don't know what he, or that he believes the first part with a massive caveat that he's just not saying. Right. Yeah. 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 That's pretty close to the mark. Yeah. It's tricky. I, it's so, ah, these guys are so dumb, but I'm glad that somebody's actually holding, like bringing that up. Yeah. I, I, the, the thing that, that I'm disappointed in is I, I don't know who asked the question. Oh, um, I don't know. Normally that's reported Normally, Normally it says so-and-so it, then this only says a reporter. And I looked around a little bit more and I, I, I just couldn't really find it. Maybe it was probably because the outlet that you were, that you were reading, like it was somebody else and they didn't want to give them credit. That's rude. <laughs> it is rude. <laughs> just give credit. Well, Frank, uh, I'm going to I'm going to shift us a little bit uh, mm-hmm. in the Frank and Dan diary for this week. That is mm. the that, that that's the bonus content that we give to all of our patrons of a certain level. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash. Thank God I'm atheist. I don't know. It's TGI atheist. I don't know what it is. Search us out anyway uh, and become a patron if you want to hear it. But we talked about how uh, we we talked about the Sundance Film Festival and how, you know, you and I have made films together and uh, and you're a filmmaker and you you uh, you went to film school and I went to acting school. Anyway, uh, I want you to imagine the following scenario. You're a filmmaker. You make a small independent film. Uh, so far, I'm guessing you can relate to this. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, it ends up going to a, a regional film festival. Mm, okay. You're still with me. You're still mm-hmm. relating. Yeah, that's okay. uh, and uh, and does okay. It, this one gets picked up and put onto a streaming platform, and then suddenly it's pulled down from that platform by the government. <gasps> what? And then you, the filmmaker, are charged 
with a crime. Okay. Well, this is the reality for uh, a couple of filmmakers in Malaysia. Oh, dear God. Okay. Who, made, who made a film uh, <clears throat> in which, and this actually sounds like a kind of a cute uh, film. It, sound, it sounds very, very indie filmmaker. Um, but it's a, a young girl whose mother is dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, decides to start looking around at various religions to see if she can figure out where her mother is going to go when she dies. <laughs> okay. And so she, you know, but here's the problem. This is Malaysia and she's a Muslim. Yeah. And she is shown desiring to eat pork. <gasps> uh, she is shown pretending to drink holy water. And mm-hmm. horror of horrors, her father supports her in her desire to leave Islam. Oh, no. Uh, this has sparked death threats. Oh, Jesus. This has, uh, this has led to the filmmakers being charged with offending religious mm-hmm. feelings. Well, that's just like my favorite crime. Right? That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, you hurt my religious feelings. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, cool. Move on. Right. Buck up, camper. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. Life you is, are, you're the kind of a tough majority. world we live in. You're going to have to learn to deal with some, some stuff like this. People aren't always going to say things that you like. Yeah. It's, it, it's a little, it's disturbing right now. Uh, the government of Malaysia is led by a guy. Oh, wait, I'll find it. Anwar Ibrahim is the prime minister. And, okay. uh, and was apparently uh, the kind of guy who would call out political pandering uh, for, you know, big, big political stunts for political gain uh, in when he was in the opposition party. But now that he's uh, the, the ruling party, uh, he has decided that he will pick on some filmmakers uh, to gain some to score some points with the Muslim. I mean, it's just Muslim nationalism the way we have Christian nationalism here. Right. And let's be honest, we're not far off from this kind of laws be taking effect here in the U.S. Uh, boy. I, I I genuinely think that like a hurt religious feelings law. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if we if we get uh if Trump becomes elected again, I could a hundred percent see this happening. Oh, well sure, because it wouldn't happen through any legitimate way. Well, no, I think at that I, point. I right. mean, look, like, the this is not of- a law that's gonna pass through our uh, our current sort of Congress. Right. I don't know. Like the the way that they are, the the concerted effort is being put forth to put outspoken Christian nationalists into our government. Yeah. If we're not, if we're not vigilant against them, they'll get it. They'll get enough into Congress that this kind of law will go through. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and we don't have a Supreme court that's exactly going to defend us. No. No. Things. So, we are not immune, is all I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, for now, 
I suppose we're, we're more safe than Malaysians. Mm. All right. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'll, what I'm saying is get your films into the festivals early. <laughs> while you still can. While you still can. Get grandfathered in. Oh, we're not using that term anymore. Anyway. All right, Dan. Um, I've got the story. I'd like to go over to jolly old England for a minute, Dan. Oh, that is jolly. <laughs> I've got the story of um, one Mr. Uh, Gavin Ashenden, uh, who's the, the Queen Elizabeth's former chaplain, mm. um, who um, spoke to a journalist and is heavily quoted, apparently, in an upcoming bombshell royal book. Skandadun. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he has some perspective that I think is really important about um a future king, Dan. Okay. Prince William. Yeah. Um, he, it is this Gavin Ashenden's perspective that uh, William doesn't really share uh, the queen's uh, Christianity. Oh! Oh! <laughs> this, is, I, this, is, this is shocking, right? How will but we it, survive it? <laughs> that a younger person than the queen or even his father, right. his, his ancient father, uh, right. who um, apparently, according to Ashenden, uh, he, he believes that the current king is uh, maybe not super into the whole Anglican thing, but um, is definitely very, has a very strong spiritual life, right? Whatever that means. Um, yeah, whatever. But he does not believe that William does at all. So Ashenden was the Queen's chaplain from 2008 to 2017. He says, I think it's very interesting and it's almost certainly true. William doesn't show any signs of being alive to the vibrancy of Christian faith. Oh, the vibrancy. <laughs> it, it, the concern is really just, what about the vibrancy, Prince William? Have you considered how vibrant? And in that sense, he is very representative of his generation. But I don't yeah. think he understands the monarchy because although lots of people have talked about disestablishing the Church of England and changing our constitutional arrangements, they're immensely complex and they go back through 500 years of legislation. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I guess you're not allowed to change it if it's 500 years old. Yeah. Or, or complex. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. Let's, let's well, once once something's <laughs> difficult, you just stop. <laughs> what we could do is have a referendum and have a, re a republic and start all over again. Lots of countries do that. But unpicking and unwinding our present arrangements are beyond the scope of our resources. <laughs> it would take an army of lawyers 10 years to do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, um, this is the country that went through Brexit. And yeah, like, exactly. You're unwilling to untangle and un and and go through horrible upheaval. Yeah, and that one for no real purpose. Yeah, you know, I mean, this would be like doing something that a modern democracy, a modern society, kind of tends to do, which is yeah. like uh, having religion is like an official intertwined, interwoven thing with our government. Maybe that's not the best idea. Anyway, yeah. he continues. So I think he either has to accept the fact that this is a role he plays, whether he likes it or not. 
which is part actually of the burden of monarchy. This guy's a scold, right? Like he's just like, but anyway, um, or (laughs) if he feels that strongly and he can't do it, then step aside and abdicate and see if there's somebody else in the Royal succession who can. Oh my God. God. I love it. I, I love, I love that what has happened is that the people who want to defend religion realize that like i mean and what he's defending is not religion so much as it is religion's place in government yeah and i love that what he's stuck with is like he knows it's an indefensible position (laughs) every argument that has been made trying to defend the position has been summarily shut down and so what he's left with is well it's just way too complicated (laughs) It's so look, hard. Look, there's just well, no chance. It's impossible. Why would, why would we employ lawyers to do this? There's hundreds of years of history here. I mean, that's hundreds. All, all it would take. Like, he's actually, he's also just made the case as to, like, why to do it. All it right. takes is a bunch of lawyers to just figure it out. That's oh, it. Wait, we've, we've got those. <laughs> this Congratulations. Is like, you're not saying that it's. Like it would be another thing to say, oh, I don't know. It would, it would, and who cares if this was even true? It would irre- ir- uh, irrevocably, you know, change the the nation, right? And yeah. it, for the worse, right? Which that that's what you would have to say. Yeah, you would have to demonstrate that that having a monarch who doesn't want anything to do with the Church of England, right, right, is going to damage the country. I also love that he like, he really carefully linked the monarchy and the church to say mm. to sort of imply that you know if they take the church out of the government you're next. Oh. Monarchy. That is yeah. Yeah. And I mean come on. I mean both should happen. Yeah. Like <laughs> come on UK like like we know, like I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to run your country or anything. Yeah. But like, I mean, why? What's going to happen like is the royal family is like kind of like like I know Americans just watch the royal. A lot of Americans watch sort of the the royal family from afar. With, I mean, for me, it's just like sick fascination. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm just sort of baffled and fascinated that like this thing could possibly still exist. And so I, I will re I, I mean, I, 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 I admit I picked up a copy of like people not too long ago because (laughs) (laughs) there was a story and I was like, I, I will skim this story real quick, (laughs) but, um, but come on, come on, come on. It's, it's time. It's complete. It feels like it's time. It's so dumb. It's so nobody, indefensible. Like, nobody wanted. I get it. You didn't want to disappoint Queen Elizabeth, right? <laughs> you all grew up with her. Yeah. You couldn't possibly. You couldn't kick her out, right? Right. But this guy, right? Come on. Or his son? <laughs> none. On. None of you care about King William. <laughs> none of you. You may have a fondness for him. You you watched sure. him grow up. You think he was oh, a cute what a kid. sweet kid. Yeah. But it's not like anybody's like, oh yeah, we need we need William. It, that's necessary. That's you know what's gonna you know what's gonna fix this country. <laughs> More kinging. 
Yeah. We need to king harder is what we probably need mm. to do. How much harder oh. can we king? I feel like we need we could do it if we just really put our minds to it. We can we can king real real hard. Oh golly golly. Okay. Right. Um I'm going to bring us right back here to our home state of Utah. Mm. Where uh the annual worst thing that could happen is currently happening. <laughs> Which is the convening of the Utah State Legislature. Oh, my God. And it's so true. bad this year. They, uh, like um, all over the country, the conservatives are wildly emboldened and yeah. way off the deep end. Um, yeah. So they're doing things like, uh, you know, certain laws are, are proposed, like laws of banning trans uh athletes and yeah I, i'm not even sure I, I haven't even looked into what the law is i just know that they're looking at a an anti-trans law um yeah i know uh there's yeah, a, they're I, also doing they're, they're doing the thing where they're trying to get rid of and they probably will almost certainly will get rid of uh inclusion and what do they call those the d uh, d i e d e i e i d whatever yeah. it is uh the the, the diversity Inclusion and something something, equity law, equity laws probably uh, or rules. They're they're getting rid of those to make sure that uh, you know they're they're getting them out of higher ed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's great because uh, what we hated about Utah schools was all the damn diversity that was happening. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about one and you guys. When I talk about this, the way I'm going to talk about it, we're all going to keep to ourselves, okay? Um, we're not going to go tweeting about this. We're not going to spread this around. There is a bill uh, on the books that I anticipate will probably pass. It is HB 269, and it uh, it is sponsored by Michael J. Peterson, Representative Michael Peterson, and it is the... Ten Commandments in Public Schools bill. Uh, now, this bill is going to require that every public school will have prominently, prominently placed a poster or framed copy of the Ten Commandments. And, uh, and it has very specific language. It tell it because you're not you can't fuck with it, so it says what the language will be. It says the Ten Commandments, and then it says, thou shalt have no gods before me, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And it says that uh, the poster will, must be uh, at least 16 inches wide and 20 inches tall. <laughs> it can't contain any additional content or language. Uh, it's got to be durable. Oh, so you can't have a disclaimer. Right, or yeah. like pictures or whatever. Right. And uh the dis and the poster uh will be uh display anyway, blah blah blah. Here's here's what it doesn't say. Doesn't say what font. Doesn't say what color the font should be, what the, the letters should be. It doesn't say the size of the font. It says It doesn't say it can't be in, in wingdings. So well, <laughs> here's the thing. To my to my mind, anyone who's messed around at all with graphic design knows there's a lot of room to have fun with this. And the other thing that this bill says 
is that a school within the public education system, I'm reading directly from the bill here, a school within the public education system that does not display the Ten Commandments shall, now shall in legal terms means they are required to accept any offer of a privately donated poster or framed copy of the Ten Commandments that meets the requirements described in subsection 1 and B, display the donation in accordance with subsection 1. Now, Mm. I have brainstormed many fun ideas for how... (laughs) To make these posters. And assuming this law passes on uh, the effective date, the date that the bill takes place, I am going to have posters made and I am going to start distributing them to schools in Utah. Okay. I, I, I really want to do this. It's, it's, I'm taking my cue from the guy who did uh, In God We Trust posters for Texas schools. Mm-hmm. Somehow Utah did not hear about that, and that has not made it into. They think they've headed this off at the pass, uh, but I'll tell you some of my ideas, you guys. And again, don't tell anybody about this because <laughs> I don't want them amending this bill and fixing the problems. Then you shouldn't talk about it. Well, it's too late. I've already started, <laughs> but I want people. I I might start. I don't know. I want I, I want you guys to be involved. I don't know if I, mm. should I start a GoFundMe. I don't mm. know what I should do. Yeah. Um, what are uh, you gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. May, yeah, maybe you guys can suggest how I should go about doing this uh, to get you guys to, you know, if you can kick a couple bucks in. Uh, but and and well, also well, submit. So what's your idea for the posters, Dan? I got a whole bunch of ideas. Like for okay. instance. Uh, write the word, you know, write the, the 10 real tens real big. Like it's the biggest thing on the page. Commandments is real little. And then the 10 commandments part is just looks like it's small print at the bottom that just looks like it's the fine print. It just looks like boilerplate. Nobody reads that. <laughs> Nobody so, would ever see it. Right, right, right. It would just say the 10. And, uh, that was one nice. idea. Okay. Uh, the, you know, or you could do it in like, I don't know if you've ever seen a poster for a death metal band, but the Mm. font is so crazy that you can't even read it. Sure. That was another thing. But I think my best idea is this. Make the letters so big and blocky that they form almost a block and Mm. then make the font rainbow colors and sort of turn it into a pride flag. (laughs) That one's pretty good. Because and and a pride flag flag with the the trans colors on it because mm. I I am I am supporting the trans kids in these schools yeah so I think that's probably my favorite current idea is just trick them they are legally required if they don't already have ten commandments up on their walls displayed Jesus. they Jesus. are legally required to take these posters. And display them prominently in their school. So ridiculous! It's so stupid. Yeah. The um. Do you remember the the documentary Helvetica? Yeah, I loved that doc. The, the, I believe it's About that film. There is a story in there. It was, he published. I can't remember what magazine it was, but he got this article from somebody, and I can't remember why he felt obligated to like to do this. But he hated the article. This whoever this report, whoever had written the thing, he hated it. Mm-hmm. And so his total fuck you 
to this to this writer was he published the article, but he published it in wingdings. <laughs> he just converted all the text to wingdings. So you could figure it out if you 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 could enter it character mm-hmm. by character yeah and reverse it if you wanted to but anyway my feeling about about this one is that i want to make sure that there is no way that they can claim that my posters aren't compliant mm, sure i want i want to be sure that like there is they have no excuses they can't you know what i mean <laughs> if if you if i do it in wingdings i'm afraid that they will have like yeah fair enough grounds to say Ah, it's it doesn't say the words. Right. Right. So I, I want to play this one straight down the barrel. <laughs> and then oh, all right. just uh just watch as they're just so furious. Well, all right, Dan. Um I want to talk about something that happened uh recently with the community of Christ. Um now they are they are a uh one of the uh, Mormon churches, Mormon uh, offshoots, offshoots, right? Yeah, um, and one of the early ones, they like one they of the were, ones that has sort of a pretty decent claim. Oh, they've got a great claim. Yeah, they were originally known as the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, right? And they were they sort of based their whole claim to Mormonism. Uh, by the fact that they had as their leader, uh, Joseph Smith, the third, right. Joseph so, Smith jr. Who's the Joseph Smith that everybody knows. Right. right. Um, his son, right. Because like Joseph Smith, when he was still alive and Joseph Smith, uh, the third was, was a kid small. He gave him a blessing. Right. Um, where he said that, um, basically, I actually have the text of it right here. Oh, interesting. Um, He says, um, blessed of the Lord is my son, Joseph, who is called the third for the Lord knows the integrity of his heart and loves him because of his faith and righteous desires. And for this cause has the Lord raised him up that the promises made to the fathers might be fulfilled. Even that the anointing of the progenitor shall be upon the head of my son and his seed after him from generation to generation for he shall be my successor to the presidency of the high priesthood, a seer and a revelator and a prophet unto the church. All right. And so, so what that like, like that's a lot of blowhard nonsense, <laughs> but it does say, it does seem to indicate that uh, you're going to be the next right. leader of the church. So this is an important Mormon. I, I, I hate, I don't want to use offshoot. Right. Because, right. Um, because I, I think that they probably have, the most legitimate claim, the stronger to, claim to Joseph, to, 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 to having the church that Joseph Smith started. Right. We should um, say that what happened, uh, for, for those of you, for, for those of you who, uh, think of the people here in downtown Salt Lake city as the Mormons, they were just one of the people claiming one of the groups claiming to, yeah. to sort of have the prominent prov provenance Right. I almost couldn't say the word there. Uh you know, from Joseph. Right. It's because Brigham made up a whole story, but yeah. you know. Um but and they, obviously the most in terms of like total numbers of members, um the most successful, 
Oh, right. by far, by far. And as far as like money that they're hoarding, yeah. clearly the most successful. Right. So um, so in terms of members, they've got millions more than any of the other right. Mormons. So this, this group, the Community right. of Christ, um, and the article, I love this stuff. They call it a global faith. A global faith of 250,000 members. Yeah, they've got um, some in Germany and they've got like... Yeah, I know, I a, know. There's a like, guy somewhere else. It's, I, I, I did the math. It's less than... Point zero zero four percent of the world population. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have a hard time with it being global, but whatever. whatever. Anyway, they have announced that a woman is going to be the next uh, president prophet of uh, their their group. That is so cool. Um, and this is uh, this comes forty years after they began ordaining women uh, to the priesthood. Yeah. And, um, and oh my God, my parents, the things that they would say about <laughs> the RLDS, um, oh, did they talk so about them? Dis- so dismissive of the RLDS? Yeah. Well, because we did a, a Mormon, we did our little Mormon history trip right oh, sure. up, up to Missouri and, uh, we, we went and saw a lot of the sites, you know, independence, independence, which is where the community of Christ is headquartered right. was, a, a pretty important um, spot for in sort of the early Mormon uh, story. Right? Yeah. When, when Joseph Smith was still at the helm, um, independence was a really important place. Yeah. And you and I have been there and it's yeah. totally fucking wackadoo. And uh, <laughs> it is, it's a f- weird little place um, because there's all these different churches that are church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, comma, <laughs> Comma, we're this group. Yeah, this whatever, or parentheses, or this part of the name, or the reorganized, or the the remnant, the remnant Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the big offshoot of the community of Christ. Yeah, because, and because, to be clear, what keeps happening is, I, you know, the, this you'll have the the RLDS, the the community of Christ, and then they'll be like, we have decided to ordain women to the priesthood, and that will be the final straw for you know <laughs> this group for of like the church over one here. sixth of them, and they'll yeah. break, they'll schism off, and then you know so they keep doing that. Oh, we've decided to accept and enfranchise gay people, schiz, and yeah. then another group like siphons off, and then they just buy a building across the street or like <laughs> like three blocks away it's and really they amazing. meet there and it, they're just the grumpy old ones who don't want to accept the uh the new the new deal yeah i've got this book uh divergent paths of the restoration uh-huh. um and just the table of contents <laughs> is absolutely amazing like the number of um of different offshoot groups. Some of the early ones have some really funny names. Um, a lot of them would just call themselves church of Christ. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the church of Jesus Christ, comma, the bride, comma, the lamb's wife. Um, <laughs> is a good one. You guys, there are hundreds. <laughs> oh, there are so, 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 so many. And it's, what's fascinating is that some of these really early splinter groups still exist yeah. with just a handful of, of members. It's so amazing. Um, Church of the Firstborn of the Fullness of Times, mm. um, the Restorers or School of the Prophets. Mm. Um, I'm just skimming, looking for uh, school. another School of the Prophets, 
church of Christ, the firstborn of the fullness of times. Um, and all of these have some sort of like, these aren't just people who were like, Oh God, we're tired of this, this thing. And we're going to go start at something else. They, 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 they these are splinters. They took some essence of Mormonism, uh, with them. And, uh, anyway, so the church of Christ, or I'm sorry, the community of Christ, um, which is the one that we're talking about, um, uh, with Stassi D cram as the new, the new head, they have proven to be kind of, kind of liberal, kind of cool, very mm. open, yeah. um, to ideas like ordaining women. Um, I think they're cool on the gay issue. I might be wrong about that, but I, th- I think I remember that. And they're just, they're sort of um, liberal Mormons. Um, they still, you know, they still have the Book of Mormon. Um, they have the doctrine, doctrine and covenants, but they have some additional chapters mm. that, that the downtown church doesn't have. Uh, and likewise, right? They don't fully agree on the last few chapters. Right. Um, they... <laughs> Depending on the moment of skiz, right? Yeah. If you add more, anyway, and then um, yeah. So I just it, the the article doesn't bring up tons that's terribly interesting. I just think it's fascinating that this group is out there, and that that they're they they finally got a woman at the helm. And yeah. The, make the, make it, making the mainstream Mormons look real real bad. Yeah, exactly. I wish they were better known. I wish Community of Christ. Um, was sort of known more broadly as kind of, yeah, so that they could legitimately make the Mormons look bad. Most mainstream Mormons don't even think about them. Many of them don't even know about them. Many don't know. Many are, are like, they go back to, you know, to Missouri to do like, a, again, a little, you know, fit, um, Mormon history tour. Yeah. And they're sort of confronted with it and they're like, what? What? what is this? Uh, who are these because, weirdos? Because the community of Christ has little visitor centers around town too. Yeah. Right. So the Mormons have their big setup, but it turns out that the community of Christ has a really strong presence. Right. So they oh, have yeah. like their, they've got their big, uh, their big temple. They call it a temple. Yeah. Um, even though it sort of fills the role that say like the tabernacle or the conference center fills. Mm. For the, the Mormons, I guess it's yeah. a big meeting hall. Um, it's not where you go and do weird uh, Masonic <laughs> rituals. And so, yeah, Mormons are confronted with it. And I, I remember as a kid kind of learning about it and being very confused mm. and feeling very weird about it as well. You would. Yeah, because it's yeah, it it's jarring to a Mormon to go. Oh, wait, what you guys claim that you're the followers of joseph smith what what are yeah. you talking about you can't be that's us that's clearly clearly those of us who followed or whose ancestors followed brigham young across the plains are the true followers of joseph right smith. obviously <laughs> uh you guys are wackadoo and i don't know what to think about this anyway yeah. i love that they they've got a woman as their prophet that's kind of cool yeah uh they, it's still dumb religion i don't know oh I mean. yeah i mean like literally they still believe in uh here's another in fun belief of theirs they don't believe for a second that joseph smith was a polygamist <laughs> yeah you remember that stuff. yeah all yeah. right well i'm gonna close this out with some good news 
or I, it's not really good news, uh, but it feels like good news. So I'm going to present it as though it is, which is that the Lord has seen fit once again to smite Greg Locke, uh, who uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've been following the weather in Tennessee, but ever since the pandemic, Greg, Greg Locke has been running his church out of a giant circus tent. Mm hmm. Uh, and it really, literally. it literally is just this huge circus tent, like big top. Um, and he's the clown. And he, uh, apparently it, it was not ready for seven inches of snow. And it, that was sufficient to completely, uh, topple the place. <laughs> so, uh, this, he has, he released a video where he, uh, oddly, didn't point out to the world that God is the one that does this sort of thing. <laughs> right. Like you'll recall that this happened earlier. Like there was a, there was a tornado that damaged his tent before. Oh. I say, if God sends a tornado, then he sends snow. Get the hint, Greg Locke. God Jesus. doesn't want you doing this. These are just trials, Dan. Right. The if Lord's it happens, testing his resolve. Yep. Man. If it happens to him, that's what's mm -hmm. that's what's going on. Yep. If this had happened to a tent owned by atheists or a tent owned by the Satanic Temple or Muslims, you know full well what his response would be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it would be he would be the first person screaming from the from the pulpit about how this proves that God uh, rejects them and doesn't think that they're valid people or whatever. But when it happens to him, you're absolutely right. It is uh <laughs> it is entirely just a uh just a uh, uh, you know, it's just weather. What what are you going to do about weather? He's probably just crying, "Lord." <laughs> well, why why, Lord? Uh, frankly, why? uh nothing better can happen to a guy like Greg Locke because what all this is, is an opportunity for him to raise money. Oh, geez. Of course it is. Cause what he claims in his little video is that insurance will cover the equipment, HVAC system, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. but not the, uh, the tent itself. Uh, hmm. so he's, he estimates that it'll be $150,000 to fix it. Wow. Okay. Uh, and here's two things that I guarantee. He will never publish the amount that it actually costs to fix it. <laughs> and he will never tell parishioners and donors how much he actually raised in the campaign to fix it. Mm. But I'm going to guess that those numbers are, there's going to be a disparity between those numbers that will find its way into his greedy, grubby little pocket. Mm, Dan, how dare you? I How know. dare you question uh, his his intentions and integrity? Dan. Yeah, it seems it seems unfair. Uh, now that I hear it, uh, you're right. It seems unfair. Anyway, uh, all I know is that his dumb tent, with all of its noise complaints from all the neighbors and whatever, is at least temporarily kaput. So that's <laughs> that's nice. That's a happy thing, and I'm just going to rejoice in it. Uh, if you would like to rejoice in it with us or tell us anything ab about uh, what we've talked about so far, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. 
or call and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, uh, I had, you know, it's, ugh, I we're going to try not to overload you, friends, with uh, <laughs> too much American politics in the next eight months, ten months, <laughs> right. whatever it is. It's going to be hard to, to avoid, but. It's going to be unavoidable. We're going to do our best. But not today, because <laughs> I had literally multiple <laughs> options in terms of choosing what audio to play where uh, Christian nationalists decided to. that they don't have to say the quiet parts quiet anymore. Uh, So here's, I decided to go with this one because uh, it's an actual like elected politician. This is Oregon state rep uh, Werner Reschke, uh, who has decided that he, uh, he, I don't know. We'll let him say his view on who should be allowed to run the show here. You just go back through history and you look at men and the the struggles that they faced and the faith that they had. And those are the type of people that you want in government making tough decisions during tough times. You don't want a materialist. You don't want an atheist. You don't want a Muslim. You don't want you want somebody who understands what truth is and understands the nature of man, the nature of government and the nature of God. If you don't understand those things, you're going to get things wrong. And in Oregon, that's a classic example. We have a lot of people who are godless, unfortunately, leading the way. And it's the blind leading the blind. Yeah. It's the blind leading the blind, Frank. Oh, my God. I mean, that hellhole of Oregon. Oregon. Oh, my God. Where the, it, it explains a lot, Dan. Yeah, it, it, it sure does. So how it turned out just so horribly. I like how he he hearkened back to the days of yore when, you know, for instance, our country was founded by a bunch of faithful men. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. All right. There you know. go. Uh, and also, you'll note that he doesn't say men and women. He's only interested in men because that's what a good Christian is uh, all about. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, what a- they're they're boy, they're out there in numbers. I. I 20 years ago, never would have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Fifth, 10 years ago. Yeah. Just didn't know all these assholes were still out there. I mean, I knew that there were people who thought like this. I didn't know that they were going to take power. Well, that, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there would ever be enough of them. Right. Right. That, and I guess what I mean is that like there are, it's not that there's some, some randos. Right. It's that there were there used to be some people who were saying it, but they 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 weren't emboldened. Right. And it turns out that there were a ton of people who weren't saying anything and they were just secretly agreeing on the inside. Or uh, the other possibility. And I think that this is genuinely possible is that like there are a whole bunch of people who are very easily led Mm. to believe things. And they didn't believe this before, but, uh, you know, they heard fucking Lindsey Graham say something or somebody that, that they like say something, you know, Trump says something 
And suddenly they're like, oh, yeah, that I think that makes sense. I think that might be right. Yeah, that's very true. Then they're off to the races. Yeah. But yes, the village crackpot should not be a voting block. (laughs) That's just that's that's not supposed to happen. Uh, All right. Well, we had some uh, some dear people write into us and call into us. Indeed. And and so let's get right to that. Dick wrote into us to say, hey, Frank and Dan, love the show on the topic of Trump. My grandfather is a deacon at his church. He, he has hosted a Bible study every Sunday since the early 1980s and has a huge following within his megachurch in Houston, Texas. He told me something I thought was very illuminating about Trump supporters, of which he is one. He and his fellow churchgoers believe we are in the end days. Yes, that's a, a very common belief and very dangerous. Uh, that's Dan. That's me uh, comment, commenting on this. Climate change, this is, I'm uh, sorry, back to Dick. Climate change, war in Israel, etc., are all proof that Armageddon is hastily approaching. He Because, boy, there hasn't been war in Israel before. That's new. <laughs> he hinted at the fact that Donald Trump could possibly be the Antichrist, which to him and his congregants is a very exciting prospect. <laughs> Essentially, voting for Donald Trump would be a vote for the end days and quicken the return of Jesus Christ. Getting zapped up to heaven sounds a lot more enticing than suffering here on earth. So they can't lose. They can't lose. Either Donald Trump is God's elect and is like, you know. Yeah, he's going to save us all. He's going to somehow save us. Or he's going to usher in the end times, which they want anyway. They can't. Yeah. Live. But, but why? Why not? Why not roll the dice with Biden? Right. Right. Like, if, if, if all you want is the world to end. Right. If you and you're so afraid of Biden. Like, right. Maybe it could happen on his watch. Vote for vote for the evil people. Like if, <laughs> if which apparently is what you're doing. It, like they're, they're just using whatever rhetoric pops into their mind in that moment. Yeah. yeah totally. To be because obviously. I think if you hold them down on it, you and you say, "Do you think that Jesus will like it if you voted for the Antichrist?" <laughs> Is that really your role? Do you think Is that to that's help something the Antichrist? Right. Do you think knowingly that, uh, being in favor of the Antichrist is a good idea in terms of like securing your place in the rapture? <laughs> This needs to be a bumper sticker or something. Oh, my God. Uh, Anyway. That message needs to get out there. Yeah, indeed. Um, But (laughs) then they'll just say, but Biden's the Antichrist. So there. And then they, but you just (laughs) said that Trump. No, no. Oh, it's Biden. Yeah. All right. Well, we we have a voicemail. We do. Uh, River uh, called in uh, and has something to say about our conversation about surrogacy. Mm. Um, that came up uh, last week, I believe. Yes. So let's have a listen. Okay. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Uh, I had a quick comment about the surrogacy thing from Pope Francis. Um, I, I agree, and so I want to state this very clearly. Surrogacy is fine. Sur- surrogacy is even a good thing, uh, and depending on a lot of circumstances, but, like, nothing wrong with it inherently. However, uh, and I, I don't have the exact citation in front of me. Uh, I can tell you where to find it. 
but there is a, a whole like exploitative economy of white Western women from like the United States and Canada and Europe sending sending like <laughs> sending zygotes to very poor regions of the world like uh India is a big one uh Ukraine was a big one until the invasion in 2022 um and just like just using these poor women's bodies from around the world at uh, a, an absolute steal of a price to get their babies and then just, like, ignore that that woman ever existed. Um, it's it's really problematic. It's really ugly. So I understand wanting some, like, some guardrails around international surrogacy specifically. But, yeah, uh, the paper that I read was cited in the fourth edition of Exploring Family Series, the textbook. So, uh, yeah, something to check out. Take care. Well, I just think River doesn't understand how international commerce works. (laughs) Um, Clearly, it's the first world that takes advantage of the rest of the world. (laughs) That's how it works. (laughs) Why do you think our clothes are so cheap? Do you want to pay... $300 for a pair of pants? Well, then. (laughs) Okay. No, I'm just. Obviously, that's joking, friends. Yes. All all of you friends out there who sometimes take me very literally and then I get in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. There you go. You know, like, uh, thank you, River, for uh, bringing that up because. Right. It, but it, 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 it because I think and I think River's point is that is there's nothing wrong with it as a thing. In fact, it can no. be really great. However, yeah. like so many things in this world that there's nothing wrong with the thing itself. There are those who will take advantage of it and uh, find ways to make it gross. Yeah, so, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't just let's let's not exploit people. Yeah. Who, who need money like. If you can't afford it here, you probably can't afford it anywhere or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just well, treat I mean, people. I, I think that's treat people point. like people <laughs> is the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Uh we had some some folk we have some people to thank. People have heeded our call. Uh you know, we, true. We, made, we we've said uh that and this is absolutely true. It's a bad time for podcasting. Uh people are not donating the way they used to. And, uh, and you know, we we have felt the sting pretty hard. Uh, so we really appreciate the people who have come through for us. I'm going to start us off. We have a couple of uh, donors over on PayPal. One-time donation from Lee. Uh, Lee, you are now uh, a teacher. Congratulations. Woohoo! You, you, get, you get magic powers equivalent to those of a 14-year-old Mormon boy. Wowie wow. Pretty awesome. And Ellen, who is a priest... In the Mormon Church, which sounds important, it is um, not. It is not. Uh, but you are important to us, Ellen, and thank you guys so much. And you have some folks to thank, I believe. I do indeed, Dan. We have two new patrons over on Patreon. We have uh, two new t- uh, deacons this week. We have uh, Jason and Shannon. Ooh. So you guys can go bl- uh, past the sacrament. Wonderful, oh. and and just have sort of random magic powers that 
no one ever seems to be able to use, yeah. but are nonetheless there when you need them. <laughs> and most importantly, you get to walk down the aisles of the chapel, uh, not knowing what to do with your hands. That with was... your clip-on tie <laughs> and your short-sleeved, button-down white shirt. I was always, I was always just like, what do I... Once I hand the tray over, what do I do with my hand? <laughs> what do I do with my hand? Just just fold them gently in front of you. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you would like to be a donor, if you would like to help us out, help be part of making this show a thing, please feel free to do so. You can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support us tab. You'll, you'll have the option of doing a one-time donation over on PayPal. Or you can become a patron over on Patreon, and there are uh, some bonus things that you can get over there, and, yeah. and it's just a nice thing to do. It's so cool. All right, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. Hey. We, 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 we've threatened the people that we're going to talk about. I like this topic. I think it's going to be fun uh, because here, and here's what we're playing off of. Um, there was a story. We've talked about this story before. It, and so the update is that in Norway, hmm. um, listeners from before will remember that uh, a, a little bit ago, I don't remember how long ago it was, Norway decided to deregister the Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm, mm-hmm. Now they have over seven hundred faith commu- faiths or religions registered with Norway, and okay. what that means is that I think basically they're like Germany, and they do the sort of forced tithe thing, where part of your taxes <laughs> are just your tithing, and then they just give it to the church, whatever church you're registered as. Why? It's a bad system. Germany, Norway, whatever, all of you guys <laughs> that do that, that do that. Um, so Jehovah's, the Jehovah's Witnesses have been used to getting around uh, $1.5 million annually wow. for a long time, for, for 30 years they've been getting about that. Okay. Um, and so it's, you know... That's a pretty big blow yeah. to, sudden, to suddenly not get it. And the reason that they're not getting it anymore, uh, the reason that was given, was because the county governor of Oslo, Oslo and Viken uh, basically looked at the, the fact that Jehovah's Witnesses are, have a sort of required shunning mm. of disfellowshipped members or members who, uh, who leave voluntarily. Okay. And that shunning makes it basically um, is so psychologically damaging that it makes it, it's effectively a, mean, a, a means of just not allowing people to leave. Okay. And they say if, if a person isn't, can't voluntarily leave your religion, you are, you're, you're, you're being naughty. And you you don't get to be one of the religions. Whoa. Okay. All so, right. I I thought that that was very interesting. We'll see. It's now in, in going into the courts. The the Jehovah's Witnesses are suing, and so hmm. uh, okay, we'll see how that plays out. It's in the courts now. Sure. Uh, 
But it brings but up I, an interesting question. Yeah. Of, it, of what's, what is a legitimate reason to disqualify a group from being a religious group in, you know, your country in or society. Whatever, in society. And obviously I think, I think our stance <laughs> would be, you know, in a perfect world, why do any of them get any sort of re- like recognition beyond just sort of like, oh, checkbox. Oh, you're a religious organization. Great. Yeah. Fine. Cute. Um, but, yeah. But, but, but instead, we're, we're not going to give you our money. We're not going to give you our money and or we're not going to effectively give you our money by giving you tax breaks. Right. right. Um, which is what we do here. Which we, is, get, we still give them money. Yeah. We just do it in the form of like, you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes. Um, yeah. So anyway. And they're working on laws all over the our country where like they can funnel money to them directly. So great. Oh yeah. It's like religious schools and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, we kind of, we, we were talking about this and we were like, well, what, if if you have to live with them, right? Like, mm-hmm. because obviously what we're describing there isn't necessarily, that's not really, we know that's not possible, right? In the United States, not, not at, not at this point, right? Just say, just saying no subsidies. No, no yeah. Like you guys are sorry, on your own. You got to pay taxes, guys. You're, you're raising yeah. money. Um, you, you yeah. have money left over at the end of the year. You should be paying taxes on it. You're but, using, you're using, uh, you know, society's benefits mm-hmm. pay in. Yeah, exactly. Dickheads. Yeah. Because m- what most of those little taxes are doing, it's like, it's like roads and shit guys. Yeah. But anyway, you're getting water, you're getting, you know, you're able to use to tap into sewage. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they pay, they pay those bills. They have to pay for their water, their water bills and everything. But, yeah, but um, so we, yeah. obviously there's some, there's some low hanging fruit here as far as like what should disqualify a religion from continuing on with this kind of any kind of thing like what we've just yeah. been talking about, maybe like uh protecting predators. Yes. Which is a big that, issue. Right. I think that's a huge one. I think any religion that, that is, you get a whiff that they're protecting predators. You're on, you're on notice buddy. And frankly, until you institute a robust program that is that has that can be overseen by outside forces to make sure that you are in compliance yeah no subsidies for you yeah totally absolutely not Mm. uh sorry catholics (laughs) oh sorry like all of sorry mormons sorry jehovah's witnesses um exactly sorry sorry sorry, all all of them yeah all of the churches you buddha boy You, uh, you added to this list, uh, equality. Yeah. I mean, I think, here's what I think. I think that if I don't think (laughs) because churches are churches, I don't think that you can require like full enfranchisement of all people because that's just not what they do. Well, no, I mean, that's actually, that's a good point that like, um, it seems to be baked into what religions are. Yeah. They, they are, they, they almost seemingly, they all have these power structures. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, that usually means certain groups are in certain groups are out. Right. Right. 
but I do think that there has not good, not hasn't been good on the whole, uh, you know, gender equality. Yeah, not just Christianity. Yeah, well, that's Judaism, yeah. Uh, Islam. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're never good on this. Uh, <laughs> all it takes is sort of one very powerful prophet to start prophesying about how you know boys rule and girls drool, and suddenly you've got you know centuries of misogyny. All I'm saying is there needs to be a baseline. And the baseline needs to be like, and I don't even know if we can, how, how to draw this line because it's so baked into their bread, uh, the, you know, their, their misogyny, their patriarchy, their hatred of the other or whatever. It's so much a part of just who they are and what they do that I'm not a hundred percent sure where you draw the line, but I think you got to draw a line. Well, um, yeah, that's dicey, man. Yeah. Or maybe instead of that, you just say, uh, maybe you just make pretty strict rules about not fomenting hatred. And that's where you draw the line. It's just like you, if you are fomenting hatred to any group, Hmm. even, you know, whether that's, uh, LGBTQ people, whether that's other races, whether that's, you know, another sure. gender or trans people or anything like that. If you're if, if you can be plausibly uh, found guilty of fomenting hatred. That's not a good religion. And we as a society are not going to support you. That doesn't right. mean we'll shut you down. Yeah, you can keep doing your 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 nonsense. Go do hate somewhere else and don't take our money to do but it. But not on our dime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems reasonable because yeah, like the whole like you can't you can't force equality on these people. No. Right? Because it it, it it's just so these the, the, they have roles, right? Yeah. And if you don't fit into yeah, no, that's so true, Dan. Oh, it's so that's, dumb. That, that's that's pretty crazy when you like really just kind of think about it. But I think that's a good way. Okay, so you can't foment hate. Um, what about political involvement? Mm. What if they're they're the 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 the, the, they earth, prom- they the once endorsed candidates? And yeah, the 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 so called Johnson Amendment, which seems to have just disappeared. Yeah, technically on the books. Yeah. Technically, this is something they're not supposed to be doing in this country. Right. But everybody just looks the other way. Yeah. No, um, nobody cares. I mean, we care, but uh, no, nobody that can do anything about it is doing anything about it. Right. I mean, it's so funny. Like, you know, Biden, a, a, a theoretical liberal, I don't know that he's an actual liberal by, in, in global terms, but, you know, a, more liberal than a Trump or whatever. Should be the guy who like enforces the Johnson Amendment, but he's the most religious president we've had for a long time. I don't, he's not going to be the guy. Right. Anywho, yeah, I like the idea of stay the fuck out of politics. Right. You're, that is not your realm. No, no, because it's, we, we've seen how toxic it, like we watched it as it was just simply sort of toxic. Right. Yeah. And now it's reached a point where it's like threatening 
you know, the stability of the nation and perhaps even democracy. And it's just like, okay, this now I get it. Now I know why these two are so importantly separated. Yeah. Um, There was wisdom in creating this (laughs) separation. Right. Right. Um, And what about extreme wealth? Oh, so this is obviously the Mormons that we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, the argument for saying extreme wealth disqualifies you is that you you can afford it. Well, yeah. So I guess you could say um, we're giving these groups the the thing that we really do in this country is that we give them tax free profits, right? Yeah, Um, earnings or or whatnot, right? Like they collect all this, all they amass all this money through their little enterprise every year. And then they don't have to pay taxes on it. Now, then they do have actual for-profit businesses that they may own. That they pay taxes. That they do. Those do pay taxes, right? But as far as just like starting to like build a certain amount of wealth and hoarding, literally hoarding billions of dollars. Hundreds of billions. Hundreds of billions of dollars. And... um. And doing doing no good with it, right? And so yeah. for me, I look at that and I'm like, I feel like this social contract is broken somewhere, right? Yeah. Like the whole point is that you're supposed to be this organization that does good in the world. And that's why we let you get away with no taxes. But at a certain point, you, you have so, you've now benefited from this system to such an extreme, right? Well, why, why are we still giving you this benefit? Yeah. Why is this something that like, it's clear that you're just doing this to hoard money. And I and don't not, know that that's a defendable, um, religious tenant. Right. right. And we, when you have hundreds of billions of dollars bragging about giving away 30 million, <laughs> 30 million with an M yeah. to, uh, to charity is just, making you look worse yeah yeah yeah. you're doing bad almost at this point just stop yeah just stop like like (laughs) either really pony up and like start giving away billions of dollars or just stop just or don't talk about it don't pretend like you're like you're a charitable organization you're not you're clearly not yeah it's like you know it's, it's like giving a dollar to a you know, a, a person panhandling on the street and then feeling good about yourself. Yeah. No, you've, you've achieved very little in your life yeah. with, with that. Yeah. And I mean, this probably spreads over to in, in some ways to like people like, Oh, I don't know, Jim Baker. Right. Who mm-hmm. obviously is just using uh, his religion or <laughs> his religion man's, clearly just a scam artist. Um, but, um, he just bilks people, right? Like he comes up with some scam to run of like these barrels or buckets of of food. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call him buckets from now on. He's (laughs) he's buckets Baker. You know, like that, that shouldn't, he shouldn't be able to hide behind, um, being a religious group either. Right. Because you say God, God, God all the time. Yeah. That doesn't, change the fact that all you're doing is scamming old people yeah like that you've got you're running a business an obvious business right 
you're using God to as as the sort of hook to get people to watch your show, and then you're just hawking wares. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, that's absurd. I have another uh, another thing that we need to talk about, which is harm. I think uh, if you are harming your members, and I think a lot of a lot of especially smaller religions can mm. be very clearly demonstrated to harm their members. You know, I I'm thinking now uh, the extreme version is the thing. Do you remember we talked about in Kenya? There was a, a cult leader that uh, literally they found 430 dead people in oh, graves. And, and like there was, I mean, they found 30 people starving and dying just all, still alive, but dying oh, and took yeah. them to the hospital. Yes, yes, yeah, I remember this. And then, uh, and then it turned out that the their their you know leader was uh, was telling people that they needed to starve themselves to death. Yeah. In order to see Jesus. Yeah. After the apocalypse. Yeah. And they were doing it. If you are using your uh, theology to trick people, you know, and I, you know, I also think about the, you know. People who who say that don't take your kids to doctors when they are in need of medical assistance. I know. So now that, you're talking that, about Christian scientists, right? Right. Well, and other there are other Christians who like who aren't Christian scientists who are who still nevertheless uh, are you know tell their people you can't you know even Greg Locke saying don't get the vaccine or don't you know yeah oh yeah. To, or, or you know, don't you can't wear a mask when you come in here during a pandemic, and then failing to be able to define the word pandemic. Right. Um, the The idea is, if you are actively causing harm to your people, uh, that we can demonstrate, you do not get government subsidies. Sorry, <laughs> that that it's it's absurd. Indeed. Oh. Well, I think we have probably just stirred the pot, Dan. I think we've solved world problems once again. <laughs> no, I, yes, we've clearly solved problems. And we've been so controversial for our listeners, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, all of them disagree <laughs> with all of what we said. Yeah, I, I know. We said, But here's the thing. They're all currently thinking of better of other good yeah. ideas for ways to exclude things. So, yep. ladies and gentlemen, friends out there in podcast land. Write into us, let us and know. let us know, or call into us. Uh, the email address is uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, and the telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, uh, if you're feeling frisky, go to the Facebook page, facebook dot com slash tgiatheist, to click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, they're awesome groups. You can do so by going to our website. ThankGodImAtheist.com slash members only. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.